This is Future Too Bright Eric Taylor. And I am the Blonde Blur Mikey Montgomery. We are the bullish trend, the Bitcoin boys. That's one word with an I and a capital Z at the end, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, take everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we're filling out our brackets. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we have interviews along the way. This is a review of night one of the 2022 j Tournament. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And like I said, this is a preview of night one of the 2022 j Tournament. I've already introduced myself, and of course, we got Butters. It's a review of night one. Did I say review? You said preview. Preview, okay. It is a review of night one. We're not doing a preview of WrestleRager. That was kind of on my mind. Uh, because as of this recording, we only know two matches. And yes. we, we suspect that there's going to be some other matches, but we don't know... Well, there's going to be certain title matches. We just don't know where certain people are going to be. And no use to us speculating. And I'm not asking people because what if we have a Russell Rage where we don't really know what's going on? But nonetheless, we'll, I would say we'll, we'll get into that, but we won't, we won't even be talking about <laughs> potentially. No. no, I was going to say like even potentially of one of the matches because the one match that was announced was on Fresh Meat and we are not reviewing Fresh Meat right now. Uh, that, will probably be in the next couple weeks. I have to figure out the uh, official Wrestling Cheers calendar with some of the shows that have been added. One that I was kind of told that has been confirmed but has not been announced. Uh, So, yeah. I'm hoping to uh, review that. That would be a fun one to review. But yeah, we'll review both shows for Night 2 separately. uh, Apart from this show and apart from each other. Because that's just a lot of matches and kind of want to give every match its time instead of trying to like fit it in and have a um, either like short conversations about every match to where it, it's a decent episode or we talk about every match at length and here is a three hour podcast and that's after editing. So this is what we're doing night one of uh Lit. So butters, how was uh, night one for you? How was your seat? How how was all that? Uh, my seat was comfy. Uh, it was in the comfort of my living room. Um, so that was nice. Got to watch it on the, the, the 60 inch. And uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't half bad. I had some salsa, some chips, and then uh, some uh, cucumbers and ranch dressing. Good times. You know, I remember somebody last week saying that, you know, you, you don't want to miss... Uh, one of these matchups live and um, Charlie, what did you do? Eh, you know, things happen. <laughs> yeah. Just busting your balls. Um, we had, we had meet and greets for the show. I, I did none of them. Like, I think Eric Young's kind of cool, but I'm not super high on him. Uh, we've obviously already had Jack Evans. Didn't do one then before uh, we had Drago. I already met Dalton castle uh, at ring of honor. And uh, I'm not really huge on Ernest the Cat Miller. If I had a figure of him already, I would have probably got it signed, but eh, it is what it is. This is one of those j that I I had no interest in meeting anybody special. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I went for, for day two and uh, got to hang out with Jack Evans and Alec Price a little bit outside. So, I mean, that was, that was fine for me. I didn't need to have a specific meet and greet with them. So, I will say the, the independent guests, not the um, like bigger names, but just like people from other territories, the, the main two, I think, made quite an impression. And I wouldn't mind seeing both of them back at some point. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed both of them, both days. So it was good to see them wrestle. I think with this Jaylit, like literally the only money I spent was parking, which kind of sucked. Uh, night one was $10, night two was 20 And I'm not sure everything that was going on for Saturday, like in that area, but Friday there was like an Alicia Keys concert at Nautica. There was obviously our show. The Guardians were playing up the hill bubble both nights. I thought there was some other stuff going on in the area, too. And it was just like, obviously, just all regular stuff going on, I should say. But 20 fucking dollars. Damn. I was kind of happy at first, like when I was on my way there, thinking like, oh, you know, parking will be $10 again, but I'll get a good spot and I'll be there for the day. And then I pull up and, you know, you got to pay with an app now. And it was like $20. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm going to pay it. But what the fuck? And then I spent uh, $10 at the bar to get me a water and a Red Bull. Or not water, a Sprite and a Red Bull. Both separate. But other than that, like, I didn't spend any money on merch. Um, I think that's yeah, one. I paid 10 for my parking. And it was up behind the Odeon. So first time I parked in that little lot. But uh, yeah, it was only 10 bucks. That That could have been part of it. I parked there the night before. Um, and like, I... I have a love-hate relationship with that one because if I ever want to go out to my car, obviously you have to like go around that entire area right, to get back. Right. So like anytime that I've like bought stuff or stuff I wanted to take back, I'm like, all right, I have to like either hurry up and do it or I just don't do it at all and like put my stuff somewhere and or hope that it doesn't get damaged. And it actually worked out for me because I went like a long time without like taking any drink of anything uh, during fresh meat and as i was waiting outside like my throat got super dry and like it has never got like that dry before and i had some water in my car so like all right i'm like i'm gonna walk over and get that so luckily i didn't have to like go all the way around the hoodie which i'm granted it's not super far but still like in that situation i was happy my car was as close as it was yeah i uh just kept myself hydrated when i was there all day and then the only thing i bought was uh two bags of uh, kaplan's beef jerky so I finally was able to get some. But you gave me a full piece of like I, I had the sample before, but having like that full piece like that's some that's some real good beef jerky. Like there's some heat to it, but like it's it's very minimal. And I like for the most part, I didn't necessarily notice it. But I know like there was literally just a little bit of warmth on my lips, like after maybe about a minute or so or like just afterwards, just like there was just that gentle warmth. And I was like, oh, that's. That's a little different. I kind of like it. Okay. Kiss from Kaplan. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, there, the, nothing much else merch wise. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into this card. Cause there's really, I mean, there's nothing, yeah, nothing much else I can think of. All right. We started off the night with Jocelyn Navarro versus Marino Tenaglia. I was happy to start off with this match. Um, only thing that sucks is like, I did not go back and watch any of this. And we had like a couple days of wrestling here. I don't, yeah. I don't remember as much. Should have definitely taken notes. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, yeah, man. I honestly, uh, you know, going in, like I had my bracket picked and, uh, was, was kind of bummed. It was right off the bat. My bracket was broken. So, that's all I can really like. That's my main takeaway from it. I mean, the match was good. I like both. I like both Jocelyn and Marino and it wasn't a super long match. A lot of these matches were pretty short, which helped because there's, you know, so many of them. So there was, but was it eight matches? No, 12, 12, 12, 24. That's right. Um, yeah. So we, we definitely needed short matches because man, all these can't be like, 20 minutes long and that's like bell to bell 20 minutes like we need we need some shorter ones 
Yeah, I think the longest match on night one was Derek, or not Derek, Adam and um, Adam Priest, and it was almost 14 minutes. So, And that's like, you're getting closer to the end of the night, too, so I always like understand like those decisions. Maybe it's a little bit different for a tournament, but actually, that was not the longest match. Or, yeah, it was, never mind. Some of these matches actually went longer than I thought, and the main event wasn't the longest. Or even no. that when I was semi close to it, but not like super close. Now there's a couple others that were a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what you like you said, that's what you need for a card this long. Yeah, nothing crazy. As long as you keep it like around ten minutes roughly, it's fine for all of them. And was it was it night one where they were having oh no, we were having issues starting. That was a huge thing, I remember, because like Steve Guy was stalling. It was like clear, like there were, there was issues. Actually, I think he'd even said that. I even, and then you text me, you're like something about, is there a problem with the stream? And I'm like, we haven't even started yet. Like it's going to be, yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys were just going to start and we were just going to come into the action, like already in progress or if they were actually going to hold up. Cause like everybody was complaining about the stream. I just had like the, the waiting for signal from venue, uh, like graphic for a while for like 10 minutes and then it just completely shut down and then it came back and then we were, we were live not long after that. So yeah, I knew there was some problem with IWTV or us communicating with IWTV, whatever it exactly was. And I know that like there, there's a way that we know these shows should start, you know, Steve guy comes out and normally it's like, he's got a spiel and then like literally within like a couple minutes we're doing the countdown and we're, we're going and here it is. We're, we're past start time and like, trying they're trying to like figure out what's wrong or they're trying to fix what whatever the thing that i've noticed though and like we always get this that there's moments that like steve guy has to stall everybody always yells tell a joke which i know he's a comedian but like that's not necessarily how stand-up works right like normally you have like certain little bits that you'll have in your set so you can't just like tell a punchline there's some comedians that i, I think could do that like you can repeat a Mitch Hedberg joke and you know, like you don't need a lot of time or setup for that, but a lot of, a lot of stuff comedians, they, they need setup. So I've just, I know like Steve kind of gets tired of that. And like, I've got to the point like, yeah, I kind of understand. Like you can't just tell a joke. You have to tell a story. But anyway, so yeah, that's the one part uh, early about the show that I do remember that little trouble starting up, but as a whole, how was it for the night? Our stream was good the rest of the night. Everything was fine. No issues, no lag, no nothing. It was perfect. I like that Jocelyn was the only woman in the tournament. I would like to have seen her go to the second round, but we're, I feel like we're building something here. Like we're going to see PME versus Jocelyn and Broner, right? Like I think it even gets kind of teased a little bit too of uh, some part of night two, night two or uh, fresh meat. I don't know, man. And then it would it would line up with how these first round matches started too, of you know one half of PME going against Jocelyn, the other half of PME going up against Broner. I don't know why. possible. I mean, we got we got. Well, I was gonna say we got three shows coming up. It could happen any of them, but it won't happen at Prager. So throw that one out. But we have two other shows after that. Three technically two, so four, but three that. Uh, Broner will be at actually two. I think half a PME won't be there for Rager either. So Dude, you're, just, you're, 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 I can tell how your, your mind's working right now. And it's just like, you're throwing numbers out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's, there's a lot coming up and it could be on any of them. Like they could hold off and do it in October. Who knows what they're going to do? Like if that, if they want to build that or if they want to just, use it as like a throwaway for some stuff. I mean, it's possible. Man, too bad PME weren't like tag champions right now. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, Broner and Jocelyn be the champions? I think it'd be great. That'd be fun. Like if, if we could have twins as a tag team, we can have uh, Jocelyn and Broner as a tag team. Any other thoughts on this match? Mm, nope. It was uh, Marino pitting Jocelyn to advance to the semifinals. And of course, all these matches were opening round matches so all the winners go to the semifinals let's move on to the next one arthur mcarthur versus chuck stone bulking season implodes chuck fucks 
versus Artie Fox, soon to be named fucking season. I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> I, I, I said that to him on, I think Friday, I think during intermission. I think we got to it because I we were saying like we were chanting you know Chuck Fox, Artie Fox, and I was like oh the Fox because we both call them Fox anyway. Then you put them versus the fuckets. It's like a child learning to swear for the first time. <laughs> well, that's how we we yell fuck to both of them, both teams. And the ironic thing is that that's kind of what I thought when people love the fuckets to begin with. I was like oh like do we like them just because they have fuck in the name? Okay. That was a little bit it, but it's also they're they're pretty fun to watch. I wasn't sold on them until I saw the their first promo against BJ. Might have been against the Forgotten, but I remember like BJ. I think was part of it. I think it was in like a parking garage too. It's kind of well shot. I got to go back and find that promo because I love that. We're here to talk about the other Fox. Yeah, these two Fox had a match, and one of the Fox won, and the other one lost. Shit, I'm gonna pick the wrong one. <laughs> How ironic that Artie's actually going to be tag teaming with Russ at old. <laughs> I didn't think about that till right now. But anyway, I, I, I enjoyed this match. Um, getting to see a, a little bit more from Arthur of what he he can do on his own. But you got Chuck in there. Yeah, I was pulling for Artie because everybody else was pulling for, for Chuck for the most part. So I was pulling for Artie. Um, and didn't end up well for me. I was about to say, how'd that work out for you? Because I, I want to say this was like the only difference from our opening round. I, th- I thought like for the most part, we were the same, but I know we were just one, one pick off, like right and wrong. Yeah. Um, there might've been some other ones. Yeah. There might've been some other ones, but I know record wise. Cause after you posted that you were eight and eight, I did six the, and six or six and six. When I say eight. Anyway, six and six, I was seven and five or yeah. I think the other was the uh, Eric Taylor, Eric Young. That was our other difference. Or no, Chase Oliver. It was Chase Oliver, like Price, because I picked like Price. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thoughts on Artie and Chuck? Uh, nothing specific that stood out. Unfortunately, that may be sort of like a, a recurring theme here, because like you said, we didn't really go back and rewatch his show today. So trying to remember stuff from three shows. Especially with like how day two was, there's a a lot that I remember more from day two over this show. Oh, can we, can we talk how, about how I had my own VIP section? (laughs) Yeah. I've, I don't know why this happened, but the section of seats that I was at were like with inside the barricade, like they were almost like they were one thing short and they couldn't fit everything around the, the ring totally and have everybody outside the barricade. So we had this like one little spot of like two rows and of all the front row seats there, there was me two tickets bought by Paul Greer and a seat that someone who didn't pay a mission or didn't pay, uh, didn't buy a weekend pass or something could have sat at. And uh, Paul Greer didn't show. I was obviously there. No one else sat beside me. And the second row behind us, too, was kind of the same deal of walk-up uh, ticket buyers could sit there. So, for, like, majority of the show, it was nobody. Wrestlers would, like, come up and sit with us. Ed Battis sat or with us, with me. Uh, Battis sat with me. Um, Steve Guy sat with me. Like, <laughs> just my own little, my own little section that, hey, whatever. I know some people like could have sat in the Paul Greer seats. Um, good old Mike Trombetta, but he didn't want to sit there because there was no uh, guardrail. Understandable, but luckily, like literally, the only time I had like any like physical interaction with a wrestler was night two with Jackson Stone, <laughs> and like he pulled him, or he he put he he used me to like balance himself, kind of like on the on the walkway like as he was like crawling from the ring so uh kind of safe yeah it was fine chuck and Artie went the way that i thought it was gonna go where uh chuck stone pins pins Artie, burger loving badass man who got his car stolen earlier in the week i did get an update on that he uh it, it was found there were 
certain issues with it and all that, but you know, at least it's fixable. And other than that, like it'll be a running car. All right, let's move on to the next one. Derek Dillinger versus Mikey Montgomery. You want to, you want to talk about your boy? Yeah. So this match was really fun. Um, it was actually a rematch from the Chandler Biggins, uh, Memorial tournament. Um, and this was just as good as that match. If not better, uh, these two have really good chemistry together. And, um, you know, there's a little shenanigans from, from Ziggy and, uh, Derek got the, uh, the win moving on one of many wins of the weekend. Spoiler alert. <laughs> You know I mean to like talk about the, like the whole match where you have to say the ending. That's all I really remember. <laughs> I mean, this had some good interaction with Ziggy and the Duke, which we haven't had much of. Only you know, I think the Cybernetico. I want. I want to say that's like the only time we've really seen it. And they were they were on the same side. Same thing with uh, whatever match they tagged in. Is that a Winchester show? AW 3D, probably. But here we go. They're they're on opposite sides and you know they're going to do what they can to have their side win and as a whole for this day too well the whole tournament but like specifically first thing for this day is bitcoin boys really shined more than normal like getting to see what they could do in singles competition and the crowd loved it like we're to a point where the bitcoin boys are loved by the aiw crowd I mean, so is Derek, but nonetheless, as uh, Butters said, it was Derek hitting Mikey for the win. Nothing much else I could add, so let's move on to the next one. We will potentially talk about this match more or longer than it actually went. Casey Carrington versus Ernest the Cat Miller. And I'll just say this. This didn't necessarily go the way I thought it was. I mean, we were both we both picked the same, right? Yeah, we both picked Casey. Yeah, I thought this was going to be an easy uh, round one win. Now that Casey I see was no match for the cat, man. Now that I think about it, because in my head, I was comparing it to the last J-Lit 2019. So I'm going to attempt to pull up 2019. Oh, I should have fucking known because it, it kind of reminded me of Savio Vega versus MJF and Savio Vega beat MJF. Double checking through that. Yeah, that was like we only had like. He was the only legendary wrestler, let's call it. Because we also had Pat Buck, but he went against Swaggle. When it comes to Casey Carrington, I can't wait to talk about night two. <laughs> yeah. That's where the fun conversation is going to happen. But uh, we did continue the Pussy Boy chance for the show. And yeah, uh, Ernest, the Cat Miller pinned Casey Carrington. And he had Brian Carson out there with him. How, how bad is that? I mean... Brian Carson isn't exactly the best manager, so kind of get what you you pay for there. And not only that, like beat him within three minutes. Any thoughts on this match? Uh, I'm glad that it was quick. It was very fitting too. Have have Casey lose under three minutes to the cat. Um, yeah. Oh, let's move on to the next one. We touched on a little bit earlier. I thought this could have been shorter. Philly Collins. Versus Isaiah Broner. Yeah, Philly showing his toughness, calling out Broner, and uh, it was a good match, man. I enjoyed this match. Broner's always showing off, you know, new stuff, and every time you think he got, you know, I think these wrestlers think that he's like a one, one-trick one pony with that lariat, but he's got a lot in his arsenal and just keeps getting better and better, so. He calls himself the problem for a reason. I, I do like that we're seeing... At least through these two days, like we didn't have a single PME match. We're much like Bitcoin seeing what these guys can do on their own. And like comparing it to go for broke. I mean, I think both tag teams did way better of like really showing what they could do. And a side note, which I, I told him at the end of night too, I like the haircut. Something small hasn't really ever had his hair this short, especially in wrestling. And I think it helps this this particular version of PME because now we're also getting out of the uh, Broski one and two era. I don't know if there was ever an explanation for it, but you know we, they don't have him anymore. 
which is fine, but I think I think they're killing it. Yeah, Philly gets this haircut and he thinks he's the rock now. So there's there's so many layers of that. <laughs> Night two his girlfriend was wearing a rock shirt. And I called that shit out. I'm like, the fuck was this planned? And it wasn't, but we're also going back to well, maybe we're not going back to it. I'm just I'm noticing it more because it's singles competition, but we're getting back to the the nicknames for PME. I forget what they are off the top of my head, but it's not just Philly Collins and Marino Tanaglio. Oh, Philly is the sensual lover. So I do remember that much because that makes me laugh. Is is Marino the easy rider? I don't know. I don't remember. I'll have to go try to go back and watch that. Or just wait till the next time I see him at a show and they get announced. But it's one of those things with PME that like they're probably gonna stay away from the tag titles for a while, which is fine. But they're gonna have time to like really build and work on who they are. And, like it kind of reminds me of sometimes with what we had with To Infinity and Beyond. The brief periods where they were away from the tag titles. And like look at them now. Like that team over time, like really turned themselves into a legitimate tag team. And really it came down to it. They were two people kind of thrown together and they fucking made it work and made it work more than probably most people thought they would have to begin with. Dude, how, how do you think this crowd would have reacted if Broner didn't win? Uh, I think there'd have been a lot of shocked people and, uh, maybe some booze. I don't know, but a lot of shocked people, I think. Also, between this match and Jocelyn's match, up in the balcony was Jocelyn's niece, and she was fucking getting into these matches. It was fucking great, especially Jocelyn's match. And then with this one, you had her and Jocelyn both yelling shit. It's great. There's there's something about kids watching professional wrestling, and they get like that into it. That like, at least for me, it makes me smile every time. Like it's like hell yeah. Any uh, other thoughts on Broner and Philly? No, not really. Yeah, went exactly the way we thought. Isaiah Broner pinning Philly Collins to advance to the semifinals. Let's move on to the last match of the first half. We got Mr. Jaylit Colin Delaney versus the returning Dalton Castle. Unfortunately, Charlie was not one of the boys... Josh Bishop was not one of the boys. The Duke was not one of the boys. I do believe they were students of AIW. Yeah. Yeah, there was no way I was going to be one of the boys. Were, were you rejected? Uh, no, I just uh, just didn't apply to do such a job. So didn't even inquire about it. It was, it was cool to see uh, Dalton Castle at the show. I wish we would have gotten more of him like before he went to ring of honor. Cause even with me, like I've been around since the end of 2011 and I still hadn't seen him up until this event in AIW. I missed him by like a handful of months, but it would still be like, it would have been cool to have more of him, but it, it could have been one of those things that he just, he'd been used. I think a lot by AIW early on. Was he going by Ashley Remington at that time? Or was he Dalton castle at that time? I'm pretty sure it was Dalton castle, but I can pull up cage match and find out because now it's easier to pull up his cage match because i don't have to go back to his last show in 2011 i can just go to go to the most recent one maybe early on yes oh fuck that was early on in his career he only started in 20 and uh, not 20 2009 he was yeah he was dalton castle let's double check if whether he was ever not dalton castle in aiw i'm a dumbass and hit 2011 again it seems like he was at least according to this always dalton castle in AIW, 2010 and 2011. And if there's a name change, it'll it normally says, well, actually, fuck. In 2009, it says he was Dalton Castle. Was there just different places he went by a different name? Probably. I just know that was one of his alter egos. I just wanted to know if he was that character or if he was just like a Dalton Castle. I'm sure it was way before the Peacock. Oh, well, no. At least according to this, all of Ashley Remington's matches were Chikara, except for one, uh, which was on the Cherico cruise. <laughs> Ashley Remington. Okay, so it was a Chikara thing, so that's, that's where it came from. Okay, that makes that's, sense. That's kind of what I thought, because a lot of that stuff for which a car would be, like, it, it, in a way, which we're part of the, I think, 
inspiration came from, but it was kind of like how one wrestling is, how you can be a different character there. And that was 2014 and 2015, like a two year stretch of it. But these two knew each other really well and they had a really fun match. Um, this was a good uh, final first half match yes. to have back and forth. Lots of counters, real good stuff. And I like that like Dalton Castle kind of is a borderline comedy wrestler. Like he can do both and it just all depends on what you want from him. Right. And like he's I think as a whole, too, he's like such a professional. I would I would like to see more from him. Hopefully. Well, he does have an ROH title, so hopefully there's more of that in his future. And I would think, too, like Dalton Castle isn't somebody you would want to just piss away like that dude's talent. Mm hmm. I mean, he was ROH champion, so. And I think Dalton Castle is someone you would want to have because he can appeal to somebody who's not a wrestling fan. Right. Like, a regular person could watch, just see him on TV and go like, well, what's that about? That's different. Right. Any other uh, thoughts on the match? Nope. It was Dalton Castle pinning Colin Delaney to advance to the semifinals. I can't remember what I picked this. I I think this one I'd pick Colin it also doesn't help that like my picks on last week's show might not necessarily been what I put on a bracket because when we, <laughs> well because when we recorded we didn't have a bracket so once I see a bracket in front of me and I'm seeing second round matchups I can I can figure some stuff out I don't think it changed much but I'm pretty sure when I filled filled my bracket out I put Colin after this we went to intermission and we came back with this one Jackson Stone versus Kaplan. I'm curious of what we're going to see from Jackson Stone for the rest of the year. Because we, I mean, we've seen him go up against Dom so many times, and now I think we're going to get more, we're going to get more shit like this. We're going to see what he has in store, what he can fucking do. And putting him against Kaplan was fucking awesome. Yeah, like, it was uh, real surprising to see um, the results of this match, and then, like, um, even, like, just the, the change it felt like in his character on night two, um, it just, it felt very, like he's ramping up as a completely different uh, monster in the company. So that's very interesting. AIW has its fair share of monsters. And we have some who weren't on this show that I would like, uh, I can't wait to see how they just get uh, mixed in. I mean, Jackson Stones is a dude that as a whole has been working to really hard to get where he's at now. And, you know, it was kind of a blessing for him that Ethan Wright stepped away because he has taken that same opportunity and, in my opinion, running with it. Yep, for sure. And the crazy thing was, like, he wasn't new to AIW. He had been here before. Like, he had two other matches. But now I think it's starting to stick with people. And putting him up against, you know, Kaplan, the dude, like one of the most beloved AIW wrestlers and, and as well as one of the hardest hitting dudes. Like, this was a fucking battle. Fortunately for Kaplan, he lost. Jackson Stone pinned him to advance to the semifinals. Any, yep. thought, any thoughts on this match? No. Let's get into the next one. Alec Price versus Chase Oliver. How did you pick against Chase? Uh, have you seen Alec Price? He's really, really good. I mean, Chase is good too, but Alec Price is like a blue chipper on the Indies right now. So, have you have you seen Chase Oliver? You know, have I seen Chase Oliver's uh, work that he was supposed to do for me? <laughs> oh, so, so, so there's a little bit of uh, bitterness and resentment. Not even, not even a little bit, honestly. He, I'm not even super worried about it. I, I tease him every once in a while about it, but I should actually have a work print copy in my hands this week sometime. So uh, that'll be fun to pass around and let people see it. So, But some would say with Chase Oliver in AIW, he's been on a tear. In scramble matches, yes, they actually brought this up on commentary. Uh, in scramble matches, he is very um, victorious, but in singles matches, he's like one in four. So he very much uh, wasn't exactly the overall pick in this 
to me because I mean he does have a history of losing singles matches. Yeah, it's it scrambles would you know help him in his second day, but he doesn't do great in singles matches. So plus Alec Price being like I said a blue chipper kind of made that one uh, pretty easy for me to pick. And this was probably one of the mat like one of the top matches of the night. So uh maybe. It's hard to it's hard to argue against kind of like this whole second half. Like most most of these matches I would say you're on another level, especially with some of the competitors we're talking about. Thoughts on the match? I um, mean, there's uh, lots of uh, high flying stuff and just like really uh, flippy stuff. It was good. It was, it was a good match. Like this is definitely something to check out. If uh, you're just kind of skimming through these matches, stop and watch this one. It was uh, Chase Oliver hitting Alec Price to advance to the semifinals. Let's move on to the next one. It was fitting to have the back-to-back debuts here. Next up, we had Adam Priest versus Dominic Guarini. And uh, Adam Priest coming out with an Alabama shirt on, which majority of the crowd did not like, which the referee in this match did not like. I saw him uh, turn a blind eye a couple times during this match, so you know there could, could be a reason why. How do you uh, think this match went? Uh, this was another one of my, my favorites of the night. Um, cause this was, you know, this was a straight wrestling match, man. This is, I've seen Adam Priest a bunch in, uh, action wrestling, uh, in the South. And he's awesome. He reminds me a lot of like a Benoit or a dynamite kid, uh, with his wrestling style and, um, him going up against like anybody like Dom, who's, who's another wrestler, um, with like, uh, you know, um, jiu-jitsu background that kind of thing like it's it it works really well and they had a really good match um this was really fun to watch and then when it comes to night two i was kind of upset adam priest didn't bring his belt because he's new south champion right uh, i don't know if he's new south champion i know he just won the action championship i don't know if he's new, new south champ as well who's new south champion then who's carrying around big 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 gold mm. I am not sure who is their current champion, honestly. Kenzie Page, according to Cage Match. I mean, that's possible, I guess. I'm skimming their Twitter as we speak, trying to see. I mean, according to yeah, according to Cage Match, that's who champion okay. is champion, and the most recent title defense was the sixth of this month. All right. Yeah, I see it now. There's a photo of her with the belt. Yeah. All righty then. God, Adam Priest hasn't been champion since the beginning of the year. I was way off. <laughs> well, it's the last time they were relevant, so. Oh. I miss Cabana Man Dan being champion. Because that was the best. <laughs> Tyler Matrix, too. I, I, I'll, I'll give it to him. The biggest thing for Adam Priest for the weekend sadly happened on night two. So we're not going to be talking about it right now. Nope. And I, I look forward to talking about it because I'm going to compare him to a, a legendary wrestler who was around AIW a lot and I think if he comes back around I like to see more of him and be a little bit more like that definitely not 100% like that but we'll we'll get into that for we get to I know who you're thinking of I know who you're thinking of but that I mean for me that that fit who he was at the end of night two Uh, yeah I get it yeah and uh night two he got a please come back chant right did they did him and Price both get Please come back, or is it just one of them? I like Price got to please come back uh, after his match with Bishop, but the crowd was cheering at him when he was leaving, and he said he didn't want any pity claps or anything. Gotcha. Or wait, was it that? No, he said he cut that promo where he said he, he if the kid gave him the finger, he wouldn't come back or something. So Spoiler alert. Shit. <laughs> Edit that out, Summers. Now I'm keeping it in. Because at this point, <laughs> that picture has been on fucking Twitter past. That's true. That's true. Pretty much ever since it happened. And it's going to be up all week. Uh, and I, I still say it's it's uh, Kate in 2007. But yeah, it would be fun to have him back. Both him and Alec Price were uh, awesome additions this weekend. And I'd like to have both of them back, hopefully in the future down the road. We're getting to a part of AIW to where like how much outside talent are they going to bring in? I'm not even talking about like the high profile talent. Like I always like having like a few of those every show, but even like, like bringing in CPA, like 
that hasn't outside of gauntlet that hasn't happened since COVID happened and CPA was a regular at AIW. Like I think it was nah, not almost here. I think it was like good. Or was it over a year? I can't remember. Unless like stop bringing him in, stop bringing in VSK. VSK might have a higher price now, which is understandable, but with, you know, just the cost of gas and everything, like bringing people in seems to be a harder thing. So we are getting a lot of, closer talent which I, which i'm fine with but when you're able to bring in people like adam priest and alec price or cpa or whoever like to me it adds something to what we have because like i love this area i love the students but when we pull from other territories other regions and i don't have to go to that territory or region to see these people i love it anyway there's a, there's still uh, a lot of talent that I'd love to see um, make their way into Ohio that I haven't seen yet at AIW, um, but I have seen other places. So I mean, <sighs> but I'd still like to see them at AIW because there's some matches that I'd like to see uh, them in. So someday. So far, I think your list of people you wanted to see debut in AIW, none of them are even close. When we get to it at the end of the year, Stacy. Surprisingly, hit the nail on the head with two people. He got one of the matches for them completely wrong. I got it right. Anyway, going back to the match, it was uh, Dominic Greeny pinning Adam Priest to advance to the semifinals, which you picked Dom, right? Yeah. So I thought, because I figured of all the people like you won't go, you couldn't go against Dom unless he was going up against Derek. Right. Though, like 2021 charlie in 2020 charlie even go back 2019 like love dominic greeny mm-hmm. yeah for for a hot minute there he was the the main reason i was going to aiw and uh then i started to enjoy the production um and that grew on me real big and uh yeah so all right let's move on to the next one cheech versus wes barkley I don't got much here. I mean, it's great to see Cheech back after missing Apso and Wes is Wes. Yeah, I didn't really have much on these last three matches, honestly. Like it was, I was kind of like done at this point. Uh, 12 is a lot to do in the night. And I just remember being pretty burnt out after Dom's match. I was like, all right. I still watch the rest of the show, but I just was kind of in and out of it. I think, I mean, it kind of goes with the theme of the night with a lot of these tag teams of, you know, seeing what they got solo and you know now that josh is the absolute champion and especially just the absolute champion you know we're probably going to see less of the shooters together i mean i i think those matches will happen here and there i have one that i threw out on twitter that i really want to see happen but you know it's going to be wes on his own so we're you know we're building the stock back up in barkley i mean cheech is cheech there's nothing else to really add there but it's a big highlight was on Wes and it was uh Wes Wes pinning Cheech to advance the semifinals. Let's move on to the next one. A match that I thought was going to be the main event. You did, but I was wrong. Jack Evans versus Drago. Yeah. It's uh Jack Evans is definitely like one of those guys that um, could hide in plain sight and people wouldn't realize who he is. Um, I found that out on Saturday and um because i saw him at like the student show like up like watching and stuff and then like walking around i didn't realize it was him until like the intermission in between the um the two shows and he was he came down to hang out with us in the parking lot and then i realized who it was and i was like oh shit okay (laughs) i think for me when it comes to him like i don't think his promo photo looks exactly like him like I, i know it's him but like kind of like the angle and everything. Like he looks kind of different to me. I mean, now I know what he looks like, but like going back to like his, you know, first match in AIW, like when he walked out, I was like, Oh, that, that doesn't look like the same guy on the, the promo. Do you think it's a clone? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I think it's more of just like how he has his like face and everything like in that promo picture. So you're saying you want him to be Blitzkrieg again. So he's got a mask on. So you don't have to see his face. I had no idea that he ever had a, had a mask on. Yeah, there was like a small time where he 
took over the uh, moniker of Blitzkrieg from WCW and uh, wrestled like maybe two matches and he got hurt in like the second match and then never wore the mask again. So, so yeah, definitely not that. Uh, the only thing I really remember is from this match mainly is that Brian Carson on commentary was like just yapping forever about Drago's tongue and all that kind of shit and making like all the innuendos that like a third grader would make about it. So not shocking from him, but yeah, that tongue looks really weird up close. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I I know it's not his real tongue. Obviously. (laughs) I mean, he, I'm although he is half, half dragon, half man. So that's could be, it could be real. It almost looked like he was just sucking a piece of jello in and out of his mouth. Oh, well, they have those jello tongues like that, the, yeah. the, the gelatin tongue. That's, yeah, that's all it is. His other gear, uh, the blue gear that he has where he's got like the whole fucking wingspan and stuff with it is really sweet, though. I'm just kind of bummed he didn't wear that one. This was what I would kind of expected this match to be, though. Oh, for sure. Winner wise and uh, the style. Yeah. It's kind of why I thought it would be the main event. But at the same time, like with it being the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, that being like somebody local, like you want it to have at least one person like familiar with the area. Doesn't have to be that way, but neither of these two dudes are that, are local or people that like come through a lot. So I can understand why they didn't go that route. But it was uh, Jack Evans pinning Drago for the win. Let's get on to, okay, when I tweeted about it, I didn't say main event. It's it's just a round one tournament, but you know the final opening round match and the last match of night one. Eric Taylor versus Eric Young, and did Eric Taylor bring the family? <laughs> they were. I mean, why wouldn't you uh, bring the family to a show where you're going to face a former TNA champion? A former uh, WWE superstar, and uh, essentially you're main eventing the show with this person. I mean, why? Why would you not? I'd have I'd have my whole family there too. Don't blame them. I'd say it's probably his most high profile match. Honestly, I can't. Can you think of anything that would be more high profile for him? Oh no, it's 100% his most high profile match. I think Thorne said that on the preview. Um, like. I think he's been in the ring with some bigger names, but not one-on-one. Right. I think everything's been like tag. Right. Obviously, because of, of Bitcoin. And if not a time, there's a, a one-on-one match. It's, you know, just regular, you know, AIW wrestlers. You know, at uh, Gangster Rap Made Me Do It, he was in the ring with, you know, Shane Douglas. And that was a pretty good one, but that was him and the Duke versus Shane and Wes. Don't really have enough time to go through every match, but I, I he's had like some moments, but he had 100% uh, biggest profile match. Oh, I forgot about this match. Uh, his match at Sunny Days versus Eric, uh, versus uh, Tom Lawler it lasted like four minutes <laughs> and then led to uh, Filthy versus Mance. But yeah, it, it, it made sense to bring out, bring out your family and everything, but they've come out before. Maybe not as many here, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier that, you know, Bitcoin boys were, uh, were cheered a lot today for this weekend, way more than I feel like normal. What are your thoughts on the match? Uh, I mean, it was, you know, it's your basic match with these two guys. I thought it was fine. I didn't, anything really stood out or anything. I think, um, this really showed what Eric could do. Eric Taylor. And I'm completely happy for the dude. Getting the, that main event spot, you know, getting the win too might have been by a low blow, but nonetheless, it was Eric Taylor advancing to the semifinals, and that was the end of our night. End of night one. What were your thoughts coming out of night one? Uh, I was excited to get uh, to to see what would happen in night two. Um, it was it was fun to watch along uh, and chat with some of my friends and kind of go through the bracket and see like all the matchups now, like for night two, what we're going to get. Um, and, and, you know, kind of speculate on that a little bit. Um, overall night one, uh, definitely had some fun matches. Um, nothing too crazy. It was, it was a good start for the weekend. 
I think we get into the issue with night one of it being just this strict format of all tournament matches, nothing really ever to spice it up. And I, I compare it to the NFL playoffs as in the playoffs, especially in the NFL there, there can be some fun things, all these different rounds, but like everybody really cares about the Super Bowl. And I think the same thing can be said about these kind of shows. Like, yeah, there's people that are going to care about night one. We have all these opening round matches, but all the action is going to happen on night two when there are right. ma- when there are matches to uh, spice things up a bit. And there's going to like, especially for this one, we're going to crown a new champion. So not knowing where we were going to go with that is probably why maybe more people were not showing up tonight one. And I think like two, even just the history of Jaylet night one hasn't has rarely been like that well attended. And before it was because they were going up against a lot of Cavs games when they were in the playoffs. And I don't remember how 2019 was, but it feels like that's like, that's been the story since the inception. So yeah, that was uh night one. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore butters, and you can check out, uh, my other podcast. If you catch my grift where we talk about grifters, con men and charlatans and all that fun stuff. Uh, we just released an episode on Andrew Tate. So if you've heard of him go check that out and, uh, find out what he's about. And, uh, I think we're going to do Dr. Oz next. So it should be coming in a couple weeks. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email, if you so choose, desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Your Everless is Fine podcast. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, Podbean.com, and all of those links are in the show notes and under the link tree link. Check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mikes, X Over, The Powell Driver Podcast, Tornado Tag Podcast, The Uncut Wrestling Podcast, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as The Mystery Men, Red Line Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And next up, Fresh Meat 2. Later. It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week